morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Hear these words of Scripture. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother with the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. My kids got a sandbox this year. And I don't know if you know this about sand, but it gets everywhere. And a couple weeks ago, I was walking down our wooden stairs on a Monday morning, just gotten up. I had, it was trash day, so I had the trash can in full trash can, I had a laundry basket, I had my water, and I had my phone, and I'm walking down the stairs, this dog is behind me, and my left foot slipped on some sand, and my right foot did not slip, it stayed. So my knee twisted, and my elbow bounce down the rungs of the railing. 
poor Russ, my husband, was sleeping after a long weekend of working at the restaurant. <laughs> and all I hear is, boom, 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 boom. what happened? What's going on? And he starts yelling because he hears the thumping and me yelling in the quiet of the house because everybody was sleeping until I fell down the stairs. And so he's standing at the top of the stairs and he's trying to get me to tell him what was wrong. And I was doubled over at the bottom of the stairs, just focusing on my breathing and mentally assessing the damage because I knew that my knee was very angry. Eventually though, he helped me to get to, over to the couch and get some ice on my knee and on my elbow. And it was decided that I was going to go to the emergency room just to make sure that nothing was broken. And the doctors confirmed that yes, nothing was broken. I was going to be bruised and sore, but I was going to be okay. All I needed to do was rice. Rest, ice, compress, and elevate. Right, Tracy? Yes, Tracy's a nurse. And I, I was fine with that. I had plenty of ice packs. I had a knee brace from, uh, from my running days and I had lots of pillows to put my knee up on, but it was the resting part. That was very difficult because I had things to do. I had a garden that needed to finish being mulched. I had a family to take care of. I had ministry that needed doing. I wasn't about to just sit on the couch with my foot up in the air. It wasn't going to work. But then this past week, I was reminded by a colleague, my colleague, Reverend Gregory Kendrick Jr. He shared at one of the worship services at annual conference this week that Tim Sorens, who is a writer and a pastor, he, Tim says that all sin is rooted in the fear of being fully human. And that struck me. All sin is rooted in the fear of being fully human. We either want to stretch beyond our humanity and to try to be like God, or we end up sinking below our humanity and we refuse to be human. We want to just sit in all of the unworthiness that we feel. Pride is what causes us to reach beyond humanity, groping for our own glory. And then shame is what causes us to regard ourselves as less than human. And Reverend Kendrick also went on to say that, remind us, remind me, that we often neglect that Christian doctrine that Christ was both fully divine and fully human. We like to lean into the divinity of Christ and not really regard or, or just choose to ignore that Christ was fully human. We... We forget that Christ took on this very vulnerable flesh of humanity. And, and Christ was found in the most abject human experiences, like we see in today's scripture. And we are invited into that humanity with Christ. We're invited to know that Christ dwells in our own humanity. In our own selves, Christ is with us. 
when I slipped down the stairs and I was unable to do all of the things that I wanted and felt I needed to do, I was confronted with my own humanity in that silly, silly moment. As much as I wanted to, I wasn't able to just brush off when people asked me and say, how are, you, how are you, how do you feel? I wasn't able to just say I'm fine because my knee would remind me that I wasn't, that I needed to sit and to take it easy. Our current worship series is I've been meaning to ask. And it's intended to help us to get to know one another better, whether better or for the first time. Because it's easy to assume someone's pandemic experience, what happened to them and what they went through. It's easy to assume what someone else believes or, or who they are, how they feel. We can come up with all kinds of assumptions, but it's more difficult to pause and to truly ask someone, how are you? Where does it hurt? How do you feel? And so this series encourages us and gives us questions so that we can have these courageous conversations. Last week, Matt Malott shared about the question, where does it hurt? And this week, we look at this question of how do you feel? When somebody asks you that, how do you feel? Or how are you feeling? How do you respond? I often, without even thinking, say, I'm fine or good. Even Craig asked me earlier, before the service started, he goes, how's your knee? And I say, good, even though it hurts. <laughs> and I'm going to go home and I'm going to ice it. But it's that, that reflex, right? Or if I want to be grammatically correct, I say, I'm well. Right? Because that's, that's correct grammar. Because we don't like to often acknowledge our own humanness. We don't want, as I was reminded after the last service, we don't, it's hard for us to be vulnerable to acknowledge our own humanness. And so much so that we like to focus on Jesus' divinity. Because if we're supposed to be like Jesus and try, try, strive for that, and if Jesus was divine, then we can slough off all of those uncomfortable things, all of the pain and the brokenness that humanity has, and we can just focus on that divinity within us. And that's there. But we know from Jesus, Jesus' example, that that's not the only part of us. When we remember Jesus' humanity, it gives us permission to acknowledge our own pain and our own suffering because we're not Jesus and even Jesus was fully divine and fully human. In today's scripture passage we find Jesus in the midst of humanity in all of the hurting and the brokenness and the struggle as well as we see the goodness that is in being human. Jairus, a leader in the Jewish community, sought Jesus out to heal his sick daughter. And on the way to Jairus' house, Jesus was interrupted by this crowd. And there was this unnamed woman in the crowd who found him and touched his cloak. Jesus was in this 
pressed in with all of these people, sweaty human bodies, and the scent that comes with that, and this unnamed woman approaches him. And secretly, yet boldly, she touches his garment. And her, her bleeding, it made her impure in that society. It cut her off from the greater community. And with that, financial stability. And so she already suffered a lot just with that, as well as at the hands of medical practitioners. And so she was at her last resort. And she touches Jesus secretly. And Jesus, instead of just leaving, and instead of yelling at her and getting upset for her, her being that bold to take that miracle, he stops and he listens to her. He listens to her pain and acknowledges that it's not just something shameful, that pain's not just shameful, but it's something we all experience. And Jesus said to that unnamed woman, daughter, your faith has made you well. And then while he's still speaking to that woman, bad news arrives to Jairus. Your daughter has died, someone tells him. Jesus was too late. Yet Jesus challenges Jairus there. And he says, hold on to your faith. Don't fear, only believe. And then Jesus arrives at Jairus' house, and he enters this, this room that is stagnant and grief-filled. No doubt it was smelling of sickness and death. And he reaches out, Jesus reaches out to that young girl and touches her body. A girl that was already thought lost to this world. He takes her hand, and he says to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, the girl gets up and begins to walk. And it's in these moments of full humanity that we remember that we're not alone. That Jesus is with us in those moments. That we don't have to be fully divine. We don't have to do all of the things and be all of the things. Because we have Jesus with us. And that is the goodness that resides in humanity. That we, the reality that we can relax. We don't have to keep striving and, and going. We can relax and just rest in Jesus. How do you feel, really, if someone came up to you and you felt comfortable enough to let down those walls and all of those guards and they said, how do you feel? How would you respond? What brokenness or pain do you have within you? Whether it's physical or emotional pain, psychological pain, there's all types of pain and burdens and brokenness. What type of pain do you have to bring to God today? Because God is our divine parent. God cares for us in our brokenness, in our humanity, holding us in these great big hands. My dad is a big guy. He's like over 6'3", and he's just, he's solid, right? 
and he has these huge hands. And I just remember cuddling up in the chair with him when I was younger and feeling so safe or being nervous and taking his big hand and holding on to that and knowing that he was going to be there and it was going to be okay. And that's what I imagine with God, that God is with us and it will be okay. It might not be perfect and it might not be exactly the way we want it, but it's going to be okay. In those moments when we're allowing ourselves to be human and broken, that's when we are allowing God to make us whole. And so that's what I pray for us today, that we allow ourselves to be human so that we can let God in and we can be made truly whole. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you now to, um, if you are joining online, please share your prayer requests with us in the comments on Facebook, or we also have um, prayer at bumc.com. It is an email address that you can send any prayers to. Um, in person here, I invite you, if you haven't done so, you are welcome during this next song to write down any prayer uh, concerns on cards, and the ushers will be sure to get them to us. So let us, um, I invite you to stand as we sing our next song.
We have a few prayers that have come in. Um, the first one is prayers for the family of Laverne Aarons. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, a longtime member who passed away this past Thursday. And prayers for Mike's grandma, Elsie, who is having back surgery, as well as his aunt, April, who is having knee surgery. Both are this week. And Ruth has a joyful prayer. Her granddaughter, Nicole, graduated from medical residency this past week. And then a prayer of continued prayers for daughter-in-law, Nancy, who is diagnosed with breast cancer. And then Sharon asked for continued healing for Kathy, who had surgery this past week. And I also um, asked for prayers for all fathers and father figures. I know I have many different father figures in my life that I'm very grateful for the ways that they have taught me um, and, and just loved me throughout the years. And then I do want to say a special thanks to Matt Malott, who um, was preaching last week. He did a fantastic job. If you didn't have an opportunity to listen to his sermon, I invite you to go and do so um, online. It's on the podcast, and it really was a fantastic message. And also, last weekend was just a really fun weekend in that um, it was our first worship in the woods. And so um, we have our second one coming up this Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. And I invite you to come and check that out. Um, you can sign up for it, and then you'll get an email letting you know where we'll meet. And, that, and we'll go for a, a short, very easy hike, and then um, come back and have a little breakfast together. And it's a, a lot of fun um, and a new way to worship. And so I invite you to do that as we continue to create community. And then also, um, well, I think that's it. I said all my prayers. And I think um, I don't have any others coming through online. But we know that God is with us, that God unites us and connects us wherever we are. And it's such a beautiful thing that we can come together through prayer and know that God hears us. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. Holy God, we know, we know that you hear our prayers. We know that you are the God of hospital rooms and graveside services. You are the God who felt a small touch in the crowd. You're the God who sees and knows all of our pain, infertility and illness, despair and death. God, you are the God of hurt and healing. And we know that you hear us today. So with open hearts and open palms, God, we come to you with all of our joy as well as all of our pain. With joy, we give you thanks for the blessings in our lives, for the different ways that we connect as a community of faith. God, for our fathers and father figures that have loved us and shown us a glimpse of your fatherly love for us. God, for sunny days and for the hope that a vaccine brings us, for doctors and nurses, God, we give you thanks. And at the same time, we know that there are parts of us 
that carry pain, sometimes deep and difficult and heavy pain. And so we pray and we lift those things up to you for caregivers that are stretched thin, for those who have experienced job loss or who grieve the loss of what their job once was. God, we pray for all of the increasing natural disasters and we pray for those who are struggling with addiction. Holy God, we know that you are listening, that you hear us and that you are with here with us. For you are the God of hospital rooms and graveside services. And so we pray that you might be among us. Hold our hurt in your hands as you hold us in your arms. Heal our wounds. Draw us closer to you and closer to one another. And we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. As we go from this time of worship together, I invite you to ask each other this question. Discard or share a time in your life when you have felt fully seen, fully known, and fully accepted for exactly who you are. As we go from this place, family of faith, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.
by fear and shame, so afraid of who they are and whom they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith in you
that if 